Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Roger LaFortune from Arcaba Solutions. Hey, Roger, thank you so much for being in the show. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, John, for having me. Okay. And um, before we start, I'm I'm actually like curious, how did you start your, your, your career? Roger, can you share us um, like a little bit about your story? Well, my story is more uh, to uh, a life in death situation where uh where i grew up basically mm. in the caribbean haiti um so mostly um you know as a kid you know we do a lot of things we take a lot of risks uh, we're not aware what we put our parents to so that involved me getting into an accident where i needed urgent care and that's when i realized you know that uh the medical technology part aspect of where I was living, which in Haiti, uh, was in a big need. Um, so if it wasn't for like, you know, the person that we know, uh, mm. I probably will not be here today. But um, one thing I took from that was I was granted my life back. Uh, but at the same time, I was looking at the carrier and I was like, there's a big gap when it comes to medical technology. Uh, as far as mm. biomedical uh, equipment. So that, uh, when I get the chance, you know, to go and study in the U.S., that's the first thing I took. Uh, from that on, I've been, uh, I always do the work as a passion, as a doctor, and to help mm. others. But in the medical field, as a biomedical engineer, uh, we kind of like behind the curtain, but it was always something that I wanted to do, you know, to play with technology and also... Mm help people and you know it's very great like when you uh, fix something and then you know you're saving lives with that piece of equipment which is pretty amazing right like um it, it really like i believe like give you like a sense of a purpose in doing such so um in, in this space of like um medical care with this um like biotechnology mm-hmm. I know every every aspect of life or every businesses, um, there's really like problems, like struggles or um, like obstacles that they need that we need to like overcome. But what's like the greatest challenge that you experience in this space, and how did you overcome that? Well, uh, the the one of the greatest challenge, you know, as a biomedical engineer, uh, that uh, you work in a hospital and you mostly are part of the the maintenance team or the facility management, uh, mm. the level of uh, responsibility, you know, that appears uh, to be very little as, you know, people going to a hospital and you see a maintenance person or someone from our team and they're not carrying like, you know, uh, a lab coat or they don't have a stethoscope in their neck. Uh, so you assuming they pretty much not doing much in a hospital. And mm. as also, it, when you need to tell something urgent to the doctors and nursing, um, because you are not part of the medical uh, caring team, it's very hard, you know, for you to make the impact. While what you're trying to do is very important to them. Um, so communication, uh, you know, putting yourself mm-hmm. as part of a reliable so- source um working with uh, with the doctors and nursing to make your impact and to make your day-to-day operation smoother is this is this is where the challenge lies 
you know, once you get mm. that connection, then everything comes easy. You understand the problem. It's easy to communicate with them. It's, it's easier to tell them something is not working or to persuade them to use uh, such and such equipment in a different manner. Um, but first, uh, the big challenge is always the human connection um, because we're looking at uh, very interpersonal, uh, different uh, skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the doctors, you know, they're looking at dif- they look in the medical environment differently than the nursing. And the facility management, they're looking at us, you know, they're looking at the same, you know, project of medical care differently. But all these are combined to provide one uh, successful outcome, which is mm. delivering best care to a patient. Uh, but as a biomedical, when you enter in, you know, the hospital, you need to connect with those people. Otherwise, your work would be cool. I totally agree. And- yeah. Yeah, and uh, as I mentioned, emphasizing and communication, uh, listening, um, letting people, you know, to be open to you. Um, ask the right question, you know, know how to navigate to the obstacles where people have issues, you know, not to, you know, everybody has different level of knowledge. Um, mm. Your knowledge, what you understand about stuff might be different from what they understand, what they take data. So you have to be very patient uh, in a sense. And as you develop your communication skills, I think that's the best way to go at any obstacles, especially in that uh, situation that I was. Okay, and you completely have a point with that one because um, in like in medical care like um, space, there are a lot of parts that are moving. So I totally agree with you, Roger, that it's very important to have like an effective communication. Okay, because you're um, you're providing this. Um, like uh, bio equipments and doctors and nurses are like also they're the ones like directly interacting with the patient it, it's not you directly so again there are a lot of moving pieces so it's very effective um it's it would be very effective if you will like have like effective communication i believe mm-hmm. not just um in in your space but in different um aspect in, in businesses communication yeah. is the key totally yes. agree with that one but um, aside from that, there are like a lot of changes, especially with, with the technology right now. So how do you how do you adapt that due to the changes with this latest trends and development with cutting edge technology? How do you keep up with that? Uh, well, the one of the thing is um, because bio, you know, medical equipment or biotechnology, and there, it comes with different names, and they all. Uh, when it comes to caring, uh, the, the the medical aspect of it, uh, they all try to deliver the same thing. Uh, mm. But w- one of the uh, very fluctuating things and and the field, it's uh, as you mentioned, is the technology. You know, it changes. But when once you understand the lay fa- foundation of you know the purpose of all those changes, then it's easy to uh, get in the groove of implementation when something new happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing that I, uh, as a junior tech, when I started is, you know, I, I subscribe to a lot of our channels, you know, that talk about technology and medical equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like, uh, you know, I become a member of IEEE that was recommended by my uh, professor. Uh, I joined like a, a, a 24-7 j- uh, journal that 
talks about you know all those progress that's being done in a, in the field, um, and also that uh, one of the other thing is you know I try to make as much as connection with my coworkers because every one of us mm. has skills because the field is so large and there are so many technology um, and this you know in one hospital there's so many stuff um, that you have to learn, but when you make that great connection with you know your peers. Um, they can easily transfer knowledge to you and you can transfer mm-hmm. knowledge to them. Um, and that's the bottom line. And once you're, because everything comes out to quality and patient safety uh, and everything, uh, when when you start looking at those two subjects, it's easy to understand when a new technology comes and what it means to accomplish and what is the gap is trying to fulfill. Uh, because, it's usually caused by either there's an FDA uh, we cause or something that needs to be completely remanufactured because there was a problem with the delivery or the process. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that, it becomes easy that you know the purpose, you know the goals of what the technology is out, what it's trying to accomplish. And it's easy to just navigate and uh and to you know to understand the lay foundation, and once you get that lay foundation, everything can um, flows very smooth to you, and and that's one of my uh, great take is uh, I always try to to learn from my peers. You know, any mm-hmm. free time that I have, I try to learn from them, ask question about things that I think you know is very flu to me, uh, and always put yourself in a situation of uh, learning uh, mode because you never. Have you never learned? There's no such thing as I I I know too much. Um, one great sentence I like is, uh, one philosopher said, "The only thing that I know is that I don't know nothing." And mm. once you put that in your mind, you can easily ask the right question and get the understanding how things work. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So um, that's that's how you keep up like uh, leveraging uh, those channels to like talk about like um, uh, bio equipments and also interacting with your peers. And um, I also totally agree with that one because like the best way to keep updated of what's happening in your field is to also like interacting with these people who are in the same field as you do by transferring these knowledge through communication. So now we're going back to the communication. So that's one of the, the, the good thing communication can create. But aside from that, um, can you share like any specific like, um, like tactics or like strategy that you use that is particularly effective in growing this business that you that you have? Or let's say developing it? Uh, developing it for me was uh, the first thing that I took was uh, as, a, as a tech uh, working for different organization uh, representing different organization was uh, when I show up at the client uh, I make connection and I, li- I lay a foundation of a reputation for myself uh, mm-hmm. so whatever I do I, tr- I do it with care and I try to be understandable to my connect. I'm not only representing an organization, but I'm representing myself. So I'm always selling myself because the mm-hmm. best thing you can do with the business, you can have all the play, but if you don't uh, sell yourself to a point where the person understand the ethics of work that you do, they might not be willing to go out and, and business with you. 
So you have mm. to lay that. And if in the future, so you might, you know, for young techs, you know, out there, always, you know, make put yourself in a, you representing a company, but also you are a business person. And you always have to make sure that you uh, deliver your work with ethics and professionality. Mm. Keep it professional. Uh, yes, you know, there was sometimes, you know, we, we have to talk and joke about things, but we always make sure that we keep it the relation co- uh, professional. And the other thing is, mm-hmm. and look for opportunities. Um, I look for opportunities mm-hmm. where this is where I tend to grow. Uh, for me, when I enter, you know, the biomedical world, there was so many equipment to learn. I could have gone to many classes and learn so much more. But mm-hmm. there's one of a, a particular things that uh, is important to grow a business is understand sales strategy and also to understand operation. And that it's a manager your skills that if you can get to it, it's easy uh, to say later on that I want to go in business. I want to put a business together because you understand how the sales strategy work. And once you have the contract or you have, a, you have done the sales, then you be able to put an operation in place to secure uh, that client or that contract itself. Hmm. So, and this is what I, you know, try to, cause you're going to be the, the first one. And usually if you start a business, you don't have big partners like I started. Um, so I had to be the sales front and at the same hmm. time I had to be the provider, but, and the men, in the back of the mind while you're doing that is to also look for the resources because sometimes you can secure the sales you do it but once you know the resources who to go to then you know you who to call to deliver on the operation who can actually deliver on the same ethic of work that you try to promote I, I totally agree with that one aside from just like having the skill of like developing um, a bio equipment it's also important to have like a good interpersonal skills, right? Yes. Like the like like um to to interact with this um people that you're working with, um also to to be better in representing the organization that you are representing. So um it just reminds me of this um very good data analyst that um I I I interviewed. He's been in the um space for over a decade. So he's pretty like um good with with uh, analysis of the data so in like data uh, creating like data driven decision for um a healthcare business as well and that's what he um that's what he uh told me about that it's very important to develop this skills of like interpersonal uh, interpersonal communication skill like um interacting with these um people that you're working with not just showing them what you can do but um, showing them that this is the, the kind of um, like marketing yourself. Yes. Right. And that's that's one of the things that's pretty important. Um, if you are having a business this day, it, it's not enough like just having a good product or having like an excellent service. It's also very important to know how you like be become professional um, and then market yourself or have this very good interpersonal skill. Hundred percent. And in general sense, what is like the the core tenets that you have, or the, the core, the like the core principle that you have that um, builds your foundation and enables you to reach where you are right now in your business? Uh, the core foundation I will is uh, 
for me, I, I would say I, it's, it's, it's to actually describe myself or any person that tend to um, promote that is basically descri- uh, describing yourself as are you mm. a risk taker or you are a neutral or you are risk adverse. Uh, for me, I will, I'm a risk taker. Not mm. that I will just jump into risk, but I will analyze uh, why, especially on what, what I think uh, will work out for me. Mm. Uh, and analyze, like you mentioned, the data, get, you know, to see all the reason why I can do it. And if there's a reason why I should not do it, I want to also explore that reason by knowing uh, exactly what am I missing before I said I can't do it. Um, mm. And basically that also translates to tenacity. And if I have a project, if I have uh, something I want to accomplish, I want to stay at it and persuasive at it. Uh, uh, the second thing is to, pl- to put a plan together and also in mm-hmm. planning. Um, so for me, I always, whenever I want to do something, I, you know, put it down in, in a piece of paper and that's where I start to analyze things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I accommodate myself to say, okay, this is how I'm going to proceed. And uh, lastly, I would say, you just have to hold yourself accountable. If you say you're going to do something, you better do it. And this is... Uh, these three things is, you know, in uh, putting yourself ready to take the risk, mm-hmm. uh, putting a plan together, and also uh, be accountable for it. Uh, this will uh, get you to closer to your goals every day, and that works for me, and that enables me to reflect back where I was, mm-hmm. or or even reflect on the future where I want to be because of those three points. That, that's just amazing. Um, I really like the, um, the part where you said like, um, like planning, because that makes things like way more smoother than there's no plan at all. So plan is like just a strategy, it's especially like what you said, if you write it down, it mm-hmm. makes things clearer. So is that also the thing that you experience? Because I also I do the same thing. Like if there is something that I wanted to do, I um, I also write it down. And after we do that, things are much clearer and things will go like smoothly. Do not like writing it down and planning ahead of time. Even with small things, like even with occasions, um, even with uh, dealing with um, difficult meetings. So you plan ahead, you write it down and there's just a magic of like doing such. Uh, Roger, what advice can you give to because we have a lot of like uh, business owners and small to medium sized businesses and i believe a lot of them um numbers of listeners that we have uh, wanted also to to start their own business who are still in like prototyping um uh, phase or like developing their product so what advice can you give them so that they can like um they what like head start information that you can provide for them to start their own business and having their own product? Uh, first, uh, what, I, what I have found was, you know, when I, when I started as a tech, for me, mm-hmm. uh, I started because uh, I grew up to a place where technology and medical 
was kind of two separate things. Uh, doctors, in, um, back when I when I mentioned I had that accident, yeah, there was mm -hmm. not much of medical equipment in the hospital back in Haiti. Now that has changed. Um, so I started in looking at this field and because I saw a, a, an, an opportunity, but mostly what I saw mm -hmm. was a, a, a demand and there was not enough of it for that demand. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to portray myself as uh, someone that can deliver on that demand. And I went and I learned. But secondly, when I, when I move as we present an organization, what I found was a lot of organizations started where they, you know, they, they encompass uh, a reality they're trying to sell or promote uh, a product on an ethic or professional. But later on, that uh, mission actually uh, failed or just dies because um, mm -hmm. making money or just uh, growing is just more important than deliver the best or to keep up with the mission. And, okay. and I found that very common between uh, many organizations I have worked. And for me, I wanted to, okay, uh, if I am already portraying myself as a business person and I am uh, basically advertising for that company, because no matter mm -hmm. where you are, if you are uh, an employee, don't look at yourself as just an employee. You are a, contra you are a contract employee and you are representing, you are branding for somebody. And, okay. and every time you go to a place and you get to go back to that place, it's because you have done a good job. So you already have the sets or all the skills to start a business. Now, what you need to find is that's not enough. You need to find like the actual goals, what you want to do different. What have you bring to your manager or your superior that they have not listened to you and you see that degrading and you see there's an opportunity if you were in business, you could have done it differently. Uh, and there is not, and we billion of people in the world, we are billion of opportunity. So there is not enough idea. There always need for idea. And we mm. just have to find exactly what's missing and what do we have we can uh, fill that gap. And once you get as a, even as a developer, um, uh, I do backhand with, uh, with programming all that. You can know all the code, Java, Node, all this type of code. But if you don't have a plan, if you don't see something that you want to build a code to fill that gap, mm -hmm. it's good for nothing. You just you can just say you put in your resume, you know Java, but can you actually build an app to actually deliver something? You mm -hmm. have to find that niche. And this is where you you can develop the best product, you can develop deliver the best operation, or you can help sales the best product because you have mm -hmm. found an and you're able to track the data because all the data is there. Every time you do emails, phone calls, all our data, but how do you persuade the one that actually work? You have to filter it by exactly the needs and what your capacities allow you um, mm. to, to follow on. And it's following and get the goal, um, find a problem and see it and you, if you already have the solution. If you think you have the solution, look for a problem that you can solve. That's just that's just amazing. You you actually provided a structure in there. So basically, what you're saying is that um, 
even if you have this this pretty amazing skill that you have, you need to fill a gap. You need to provide um, a, a supply to, to, to a demand or you need to provide a solution to a problem. So that's yep. what you've saw and that's what you've acted on. And that's yep. why you have uh, your business right now. So again, the information that you provided to us, Roger, is super insightful and we can consider that as a liquid gold. So uh, Roger, if anyone wants to connect with you, anyone um, thinking about like partnering with you, working with you, what is the best way to do that? Uh, the best way uh, is to uh, follow it's akabelsolutions.com. Um, if they, uh, they type it on Google, uh, it's akabel, A-R-C-A-B-E-L, mm-hmm. uh, uh, solution, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, and that come. Uh, this is my business uh, webpage. And my email is R, uh, first letter for Roger and La Fortune for my last name. And it's at akabelsolutions.com. Okay. If somebody missing, they can go on the website. They can send a contact um, email from the website and we can uh, talk. Okay. Yep, definitely. And I'm going to repeat that one. The um, website is Arcabell Solutions. So it's A-R-C-A-B-E-L-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com. So that's Arcabell Solutions. Yes. And um, again, it's our, uh, it's our honor. Okay, in having you in our show, it's our pleasure. Um, Roger, thank you so much for being um, part of our podcast and providing us these amazing and insightful information that you have. Thank you, Gino. Thank you for having me. Okay, and everyone, um, again, we experience another a pour of a liquid gold from this amazing individual that we have in the show. And everyone, see you in the next episode. Cheers.